entrepreneurs, business leaders, and professionals who seek excellence. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show on the Business Builders Media Network. Here's Marty Wolf. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf, the show for entrepreneurs, business owners, and business leaders. I'm Marty Wolf, your host for the Business Builders Show, which is a production of Business Builders Media, where we give entrepreneurs and business leaders the tools they need to have their voices heard. To learn more, go to businessbuildersmedia.com. My guest today is Ashley Walsh. She is the president and founder of Pocono Organics in Long Pond, Pennsylvania. Ashley, welcome to the show. Thanks, Marty, for having me. I've been looking forward to this for a while. Um, I want everybody to know this before we kind of launch our conversation. My interview with Ashley is, is part of a series of podcasts we are doing with the Rodale Institute. And if you look on Rodale's website, it says this in quotes, the future is organic. Rodale Institute is growing the regenerative organic movement through research, farmer training, and consumer education. So I learned about Ashley Walsh and Pocono Organics some time ago. I also read several articles. One of the things I read, Ashley, I'm going to take this from an article in quotes that I read about Pocono Organics. It says, sprawling more than 380 acres in Long Pound, Pennsylvania, Pocono Organics is on its way to becoming the largest regenerative organic farm in North America. Holy moly, Ashley, that's, that's a big statement. So, so just kind of tell me what's happening at Pocono Organics today. Absolutely. Well, and, and things have taken off quite quickly, but today we, we do stand at 380 acres. Uh, we have our main facility located there in Long Pond across from Pocono Raceway. Uh, we have a 30,000 square foot processing and packaging facility. And connected to that, we have 40,000 square feet of greenhouse space that is just phase one. Um, so we, this is our second year of growing. Uh, last year was just field crops. And then we had our grand opening June 18th. And since then, you know, our, our facility's been open. And inside of our facility, we have an organic market and a cafe and, and lots of educational programs. So uh, this is just our first full year with, with the facility being open. And, uh, and we're excited where the future, where the future is going. Yeah, it's uh, it's great. First of all, I, I was up at the Market and Cafe there, and I had a wonderful lunch a couple of weekends ago. And also, I want to say this: we visited Rodale, uh, Margaret Wilson at Rodale Institute last week. Dan and I did, and she said to us, "I'm not going to quote it exactly." But she said, "I didn't know they could have greenhouses that big." <laughs> they are very, they are very large. We have the tallest uh, Twin Peak greenhouses in North America. They come from uh, Vancouver, British Columbia. They are three and a half stories tall, so 35 feet tall. Wow. And, um, and people, it's kind of a showstopper. People see it and are just like, what is happening in there? But, you know, there was a strategic reason of, of why we picked those particular greenhouses for our climate on top of the mountain. Mm -hmm. um, and so it really helps us be more energy efficient. That's something that is sustainability has been in the forefront of everything that we do. Mm -hmm. uh, family businesses. And so we did a lot of things at our facility to 
be more sustainable. So uh, those yeah. greenhouses with the way that they capture heat and light diffusion is is just amazing. Uh, the polycarbonate yeah. actually is was designed in Israel and uh, the headquarters happened to be in Kutztown, right down the street from Rodale. So it was a very short drive to to get it delivered to our site. Um, and, and we capture all of the rainwater from all of our roofs. So about 70,000 square feet of rainwater that we capture and we reclaim and we use it to irrigate our field, uh, in our, um, greenhouse crops. Mm -hmm. And we also, uh, are powered by a three megawatt, 25 acre solar farm right there, Pocono Raceway. So we're as off the grid as we can be and just utilizing the natural resources that mother earth gave us right she gives us sun and she gives us rain so if we can capture that and use it and not not deplete natural resources uh, the electrical grid and things like that we, we're doing all that we can to uh to be sustainable so i should mention your website now because people should be going to it right now it's poconoorganics.com am i correct ashley yes sir poconoorganics.com so this is a massive, in my mind, a massive undertaking, and you've already given us some tidbits. Um, there had to be a ton of inspiration behind this. Tell me that story. Tell us all that story of where this kind of started, I guess. Absolutely. And, and Rodale was a huge part of that inspiration. Um, my journey kind of started back in 2015. I suffer from a stomach condition called gastroparesis, and that means I have a paralyzed stomach. I can't eat most fruits, vegetables, and meat, like like you all can. Mm -hmm. um, I have to puree and do soups and smoothies um, to be able to get all my nutrients, and that's that's how I survive. Um, kind of got to the end of the road with Western medicine. They wanted to cut out my stomach, give me feeding tubes. I was about to be thirty. Obviously, not the options that I wanted to entertain. Mm -hmm. I to start a family and and move on with my life. Um, so I started working with new doctors and I adopted organic lifestyle and started using non-toxic products. And very quickly we realized that, you know, that food as medicine, it was undeniable results that my quality of life was improving. I went mm. from being sick five days a week to five days a month. I had mm. a 9.3 pound organic baby. <laughs> I'm not a, <laughs> organic I'm not a baby. tall woman. I'm not a, a big woman here. So I had quite a, a big boy. Um, yeah. But I wanted, you know, I saw what it did for my health and how it improved my quality of life. And I was able to get off medications and, and just have a life again. And um, I'm third generation of our family business. My grandparents were doctors, very involved in, in helping the community. And this, the farm started as a small 50-acre community farm. Uh, it was kind of selfishly started because I couldn't find a lot of the, the produce that I needed for my soups and smoothies. I would be able to get half the ingredients at the store. Um, so I, I started this small community farm. But as I learned more and more from Rodale and, and their scientific white papers and just through people in the industry of how broken our food system really is, I saw that there was bigger potential for us to help people and maybe improve their quality of life and teach them about food as medicine and that we've lost sight of that somewhere in the last mm -hmm. 60 years. You know, our grandparents were much healthier than us. We've, we've made a wrong turn along the way. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's been our main mission, you know, at Pogan Organics. And it's, it's taken me um, a couple years to, to get everything in line. And, and, and 2019 was our first growing season. Um, and since then we've, we've grown to 380 acres after we 
started this mission, you know, we saw uh, how many people the the demand uh, is there, but the supply is not. And there was many people that wanted to join us and have uh, us grow for them. So we expanded very quickly to to be able to keep up and scale up with them. Yeah, I want to repeat a couple of things. Um, food as medicine, very, very important thought process in everything that you're doing. So I want to repeat that. And I also want to repeat the demand is there, the supply is not. And um, there's going to be a couple of themes that I want to, want to run through this entire show. So we have already mentioned Rodale Institute, um, and you're obviously partnering with them. And I was pleased to see Rodale Institute logos and information when I went up to the marketing cafe. I kind of felt proud of that because I've interviewed the folks from Rodale in the past. So I was, I was thrilled to see that. How did that come together, and and why is Rodale Institute a good fit for what you're doing? How did it come together? I guess it's it's a it's a funny story and kind of old school story, but okay. um, I simply picked up the phone and cold called them. And <laughs> I love it. I, did. I didn't email. I didn't send a letter. I just called uh-huh. and I told them my crazy idea of 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 uh, what I was thinking and. And Jeff Moyer and Jeff Catch up up there at Rodale decided to take the meeting, lucky for me. And they wow. saw the potential of what we could do together. Um, my family owns Pocono Raceway. I'm the third generation of our family business. So uh, we had a lot of extra land uh, around our facility. And yeah. they saw that by partnering and, and having the racetrack involved, we have an uh, amazing ability then to broadcast this message and this mission to so many people. We have 250,000 people that come across our Mm -hmm. doors at Pocono Raceway. And what an amazing opportunity to educate people uh, in a different way Mm -hmm. and give them an experience. Uh, We have mobile farmers markets and concession stands that will be offering organic items. So to kind of meet people where they are and not in a preachy kind of way, but as uh, having an experience and maybe they'll have the best uh, Mexican street corn that they ever had, or mm-hmm. maybe have some sweet potato fries instead of regular fries, something with a little bit more nutrient density. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was a really unique situation, and and I was so happy that they took the the call and and the meeting, and uh, and now we are their largest satellite research location uh, right there in the Poconos. Yeah, uh, when I speak with uh, Jeff, and we did see Jeff catch down at the. Rodale Institute when Dan and I visited, and uh, one of the things he he has said to me repeatedly is that Ashley Walsh could have done, and that and your family could have done a lot of different things with that property, and this is what you chose to do. Mm-hmm. So he's there, obviously, so thrilled to have you as a partner. Um, so um, talk to me more about sustainability. You mentioned at the beginning of the interview um, solar and rainwater. Uh, go a little deeper on that. Was was that part of the plan at the very beginning? Did you have consultants, mentors? Uh, how, do, how did you really, well, talk to me about sustainability. Just kind of give me more Absolutely. background on that. And my grandfather, uh, Dr. Joe Mattioli, he was very innovative in, in his career. And uh, before he died, a couple of years before he died, he installed the, the solar farm. Uh, which was amazing at the time. We were the largest uh, sports facility in the world that was powered by solar. And here we are, just the mom-pa racetrack. Um, So he was really an inspirational part to everything that we do. But what we like to say at Pogren Organics is, you know, sustainability is great, but it's not enough anymore. We need to start regenerating. 
Um, there's some staggering statistics that really caught my attention through this whole journey. Um, the UN scientists claim that we only have about 60 farming years left in our soil, 60, mm. and that we're losing 40, the equivalent of 40 soccer fields a minute of soil. Um, so, you know, there's, there's an immediate action that needs to be taking, taken by everybody, and it's everybody's responsibility of ways that we can, um, you know, have a triple bottom line. Do mm -hmm. not just worry about profits, but to worry about people and planet as well. And that's part of our mission is to take care of, of all three and, and they can all coexist together. So we've gone above and beyond with designing our facility. And it was from day one that I wanted to build it in that way to capture the sunlight, to capture the rainwater. Uh, we built the whole facility to lead standards. I knew I would never be able to get certified just because of uh, the R insulation value of the greenhouses, but we still yeah. designed it in that way because we wanted to show other people what, what the farm of the future is gonna, is going to look like, you know, we have to start being yeah. unconventional because with all the climate changes that are happening in the world right now, you know, we have to go to unconventional places that people wouldn't think of for farms. But, but Pocono is not really that crazy because 60 years ago, before it was a racetrack, it was a spinach farm. So we really made a full circle <laughs> back really? to our roots is what we like to say. Yeah. Um, I also recently, I stayed on for the full three hours for the Food Forever Pocono 2020. Tell us about that. And can we still find links to that? T tell me what the Food Forever Pocono 2020 was all about. And, and tell me if there's links to people learn more about that. Absolutely. There, there is a link on YouTube and, and we'll be putting it up on our website this week and on our Facebook page, there's links to it. Um, it was an amazing, an absolutely amazing event. It was, it was, it was um, fantastic. Yeah. It was, it was sad that we had to do a little pivot due to COVID, but the silver lining was that uh, most of these events only have about a hundred, 200 people at them. And we were able to do a digital component that reached thousands of people throughout the world. So we're really proud that we were spreading the message, but it's crazy how that I, I've, I do a lot of random cold calls that have worked out for me in my life. So I just, <laughs> I keep doing them. <laughs> keep it up. I keep, I keep keep going. Going. But um, we got invited to the first food forever experience in New York two years ago on the UN's global day of action. I don't even really know how I got there. Uh, but I said, yes, there was only about 50 of us at Google headquarters and uh, we were the only farmers and it's an amazing group that puts this uh, experience on, it's called the Crop Trust. And most people don't know what the Crop Trust is, but they know about the Doomsday Seed Vault, uh, which mm -hmm. is the Svalbard Global Seed Vault in Norway, which is mm -hmm. the backup, backup seed vault for all of humanity. Amazing. They're Amazing. What they, do there. they have about a million different varieties of seeds in that vault. Every country is represented. <clears throat> and it's just, they're safeguarding the future of our food system. And people don't think that that's something that needs to be safeguarded, but we're losing biodiversity, agrobiodiversity every day. Some of their statistics are saying there's 30,000 edible plant species, but we only eat 150 of them. Mm -hmm. And that 60% of our calories come from four food groups that are pretty much nutrient deficient. Mm -hmm. um, so what they've started, they've started the Food Forever Experience. And so it's been two years now. They've had, uh, we were number 11. They've had them in um, Abu Dhabi, London, Rome, Peru, uh, only only four in the U.S. Ours was the fourth one in the U.S., but ours was the first one at a farm. So it was very different than some of the other events that have previously been held. Mm -hmm. But what they're trying to do is reintroduce superfoods 
into the food system. Um, they're working with the UN on the sustainable yeah. development goals and yeah, particular yeah. target 2.5, which is to end world hunger and promote crop diversity. And the way they look at ending world hunger is not necessarily about producing more food for the population boom that's going to happen, but producing more nutrient dense food. So mm -hmm. there are 1,100 different kinds of avocados. When we go to the grocery store in the U.S., have you ever seen anything but a Haas avocado? No, that's pretty much the one that is there. So there's yeah. so many more varieties that are more nutrient dense. So if you look at like quinoa or asahi, nobody knew what they were 10 years ago, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody knew. Now you can get quinoa at Wawa yep. and local stores <laughs> like that. Right. So it's bringing back these superfoods that are more nutrient dense and getting them into the food system. So that's why they started this food forever experience. And they have about 2000 chefs that have signed on and commit to using these forgotten ingredients in their menus to get them back into the, the, the food system. Um, but they had a big problem of sourcing, sourcing these ingredients for the events. But then after people were exposed to them at the event, then there was nowhere to, to get them to source them. So, mm -hmm. We stepped up and, and talked to them and said, hey, we would love to be a source provider. We want to dedicate a greenhouse to grow these forgotten foods. Um, and they they agreed. They said yes. <laughs> and and our facility was just breaking ground at the time. So we're like, oh, my God, we got to stay on track and make sure that construction <laughs> having this global, global event. Yeah. And so we had it last Friday. It was the UN's Global Day of Action. And yep. uh, it, it's usually during the week when the whole UN is in New York for Climate Week. Um, unfortunately, that became virtual because there was going to be there was going to be UN delegates coming um, to the event. But we uh, we switched and we, we did a digital event for the morning. Um, but then we had a small on farm experience as well. where We had 10 chefs come in. And they each got a diverse ingredient that was grown at our greenhouse um, from seeds from the 17 and 1800s. Amazing. It was amazing. It was amazing, amazing. to grow and just how different and the taste of them. Um, we were all blown away. We had blue jade corn and, and these uh, wild goose beans from the 1700s and lettuce and tomatoes from the late 1700s and Peruvian yeah. potatoes. I mean, uh, it was just amazing to, to watch everything to grow and, and to yeah. be harvested the week of the event. It was just, uh, it was really magical. And then to have these amazing chefs prepare it in such delicious ways. And uh, people couldn't believe some of the stuff they were eating. So hmm. it interesting. Really, it was really amazing. And, and like I said, I'm just so happy that we were able to reach thousands of people. And now that it lives on YouTube, thousands more throughout the years. Um, to inspire them to do something in their corner of the world. Yeah. Help. Yeah. I was, I was sitting there thinking, well, we've done our little part and my little parcel in a town, in a city, <laughs> but there's more that we can do. And by the way, I'd like to pass this on to your facilitator. I can't remember her name, but as a facilitator, she did a great job facilitating that whole meeting. So pass that on to her, would you? Yeah. Yeah, Mark, she was fantastic. With, she was uh, fantastic. She did a great job. Yeah, outstanding. She's put on every single one of the events, and uh, I'm so glad that she was able to make it. Luckily, she had a U.S. passport, so she was able to attend and, and help us uh, kick it off. And, and, and Great help job. Great job. So more information is is going to be on your website or is on your website now, the Food Forever Pocono 2020? 
it's definitely on our Facebook. Uh, Facebook. The link is on our Facebook, and it will be on the website this week. <laughs> and is your is your Facebook uh, just as it uh, is it Pocono Organics? Is that where I'll find the Facebook page? Yes, it is. Yes, okay, it is. so Food Forever Pocono 2020. You do want to learn more about that? Uh, Ashley uh, Walsh is my guest. She's obviously with Pocono Organics. Learn more at PoconoOrganics.com. You can find her on Facebook. Um, also, I want to mention Rodale Institute is their partner in all of this, and you can learn more about them at RodaleInstitute.org, RodaleInstitute.org. You are listening to the Business Builder Show. My name is Marty Wolf. I would like to switch to this. So this is going to be a teachable moment for all of us. So explain regenerative organic and is this a new label? Is this coming? Explain it and what's happening with it. So the Regenerative Organic Certification, and also not known as ROC, is a new label that you're going to be seeing hitting the shelves very soon. The certification just started a, a couple months ago. So Patagonia and Rodale Institute and Dr. Bronner's, the soap company, all came together to make this new label, which helps not only human health, but planetary health, soil health, water quality, and beyond. So um, it really goes above and beyond USDA organic. The three main pillars that make it different than regular organic is, as as uh, Rodale probably hit on during some of their podcasts, but they believe everything is based around the soil, okay? Everything is soil-based. They believe healthy soil equals healthy plants equals healthy people. Mm-hmm. So um, the main pillar for the first one is everything has to be soil-based, no hydroponics, no aquaponics. No use of synthetic pesticides, synthetic inputs, fertilizers, no GMOs, and then using things that are that are natural, like compost, cover cropping, which pumps uh, nutrients back into the soil mm-hmm. because we want to regenerate the soil, build it up so that in 70 years or 700 years, it's only going to be more nutrient dense than the way that we started with it. And mm-hmm. by doing that, then your food is going to be more nutrient dense and you can make sure that you have... Uh, a local supply chain that you're you're safe during food scarcity issues, which hey, we all just saw with COVID how how the supply chain disruptions mm. are 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 real and very impactful in a negative way. And what can we do to to change that script around? Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other two the other two pillars are uh, worker welfare, making sure that workers are paid uh, a livable wage, that they have great working conditions and living conditions. Uh, so that's the second pillar. And then the third pillar is animal rights, making sure they're treated right, that they're safe, they're sheltered, um, that they get to live their lives freely. I, I love what Rodale says about their pigs. They said those pigs have every day is a great day, except for one day for those <laughs> pigs. Um, but you can taste the difference. You know, you can taste when they've been treated right and eating appropriately uh, appropriate food. Right. When we're down there, Dan took a lot of video of those pigs. So, yeah. right, right, Dan? Are you? Can you speak, Dan? <laughs> Come online, Dan. Where are you? <laughs> I did. I was. Trying to get, I forgot to unmute myself. <laughs> so we I took did. a lot of video down there, right? Yeah, yeah we did. Yeah. Um, it's a glor- it's a glorious setup at Rodale. So yeah, I'm looking forward to getting to see Pocono as well. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a great visit. So you mentioned uh, Pentagonia provisions. 
that was complete news to me, and I'd like to think that I'm relatively up to speed on this stuff. Talk to me about them as one of your partners in this mission. Just explain to me what they're doing and how you're connected to them. I mean, most people have heard of Patagonia and Yvonne Chouinard, who sure. uh, is the owner of Patagonia, just the epitome of environmentalists and doing uh, doing things for the triple bottom line, right? People, profit, and planet, that they can all coexist together. And so he's been really um, inspirational for me as I've just believed in their mission, how they do business. His books have, have made a big difference in my life. Uh, we were lucky enough to have them come on as the sponsor of our virtual Food Forever experience, which was just amazing because more people need to know what they're doing. Uh, a lot of people aren't aware of their food division that they've started, and it's really uh, a close thing to their heart of, of the family, the Yovan Schnard's family. So we're really just excited to be, you know, involved with them and trying to make a difference. Um, you know, I call it impact investing. We Mm-hmm. We went to a family business retreat uh, with my family, and I took a class called Impact Investing. And it was right around the time that you know I was coming up with the idea for the farm, and it just hit home with me so much that you can do things that are not just going to make money, but can benefit people mm-hmm. and the planet as well. Mm-hmm. And most people don't think about that. You know, they're just thinking about shareholders or you know right. the, the financial bottom lines, and and those are all you know things that companies have to think about as well. Mm-hmm. But I think that there's space uh, for people to be innovative and think outside the box to a bigger mission because there are people um, and companies ready to support what we're doing. You mm-hmm. know, you have three chances a day to vote with your dollars and that's every time you eat. Yes. And you can make a decision to support the local supply chain and people that are taking care of the environment or you can just go on with your day and, and not think about it. But you can make, be impactful every day. So I think a lot of people don't realize how much power that they do have to change yes. the world that we live in. Yes. Well, we've been talking about the triple bottom line and conscious capitalism for several years on the Business Builder Show. So I, I'm proud to say that we've been talking about people, profit, and planet for some time. So it's one of the reasons why Rodale and you caught my attention. Yes, we can vote with our dollars. Food we choose to buy, um, all products we decide to buy. There is, and that's changing a little bit, I think, in the corporate world today, but uh, I'll take a wait and see on that one. So, okay, so let's talk about this. So talk to me about the future you see for Pocono Organics producing high-quality USDA-certified organic full-spectrum hemp extract. I took that right off their website. So are you ready? It's a mouthful. mouthful. (laughs) It is. I think I made sense. (laughs) We've we've had a lot of different projects that we're working on. You know, we've become a global center for research, education, and discovery. And not not just with food that we eat, but also plant-based supplements and and uh, additions to your wellness routine. So something that we're really proud of is uh, our relationship with Rodale, in particular, the research that we're doing on the industrial hemp research program in Pennsylvania. So this is our second year of doing research with Rodale, where their soil scientists are up at our farm weekly. Um, Hemp is an interesting plant that's very versatile, but you can't, uh, we grow a CBD variety, 
Mm-hmm. Um, they grow the fiber variety down at their location. You can't grow those two within four miles of each other. So it was a great opportunity for, a, for them to be able to do research on both different aspects of the plant and their uses. Um, hemp is, is an amazing plant. It can do anything from uh, insulate your house with hempcrete, which is just amazing of the R value and it's fireproof and mold resistant and hmm. It's just absolutely amazing. It can replace plastics, biofuels, clothing. Um, and then also it's an amazing superfood. So when you grow it for the seeds, you know, you can put the seeds into smoothies. They have more omega than fish, omega-3s and 6s. Mm. But also it's one of the only foods that has every single amino acid that our bodies need. So it's really an amazing um, superfood as well. And now with CBD of how it can be used. Um, you know, there's 140 different cannabinoids in the hemp plant. Mm-hmm. Um, industrial hemp is very different than marijuana in the only way really is that it has under 0.3 THC, 0.3% THC. So mm-hmm. there's no psychoactive effects. You won't get high, um, but it's very, very high in CBD and other cannabinoids that we don't even really know a lot about right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, G, CBN, all these things that have medicinal benefits um, and are just a great part of our wellness routines and lives, we have an endocannabinoid system in our body. It's been there forever. There's a reason why we have it. And for 70 years, since 1937, when, when hemp was banned, um, there's been this lack of this molecule in our bodies. And people mm-hmm. take CBD now, they're like, wow, it's amazing. It helps me with this. It make, helps me with that. Well, it's mm-hmm. been part of our food chain for for thousands of years until seven the last 70. Mm-hmm. So you think about it before animals would eat hemp feed, we'd eat the animals. It was part of the food chain. We were getting that molecule in our bodies. Mm-hmm. And now for 70 years we haven't. So people are having just great responses of being able maybe to reduce the use of pharmaceuticals or hey, rubbing mm-hmm. this lotion on your knee instead of taking an ibuprofen. Um, and just using a plant-based supplement that can get rid of some of the, you know, chemicals and, um, and, and replace those in a healthier way. But also what it can do for the planet is unbelievable. They have planted hemp in Fukushima and Chernobyl, where the nuclear disasters were. And with the root system of the hemp plant, it mines and it takes all contaminants out of the soil. Wow. So anything that the soil has been contaminated with, it can suck up into the hemp plant. And that's why we tell people it's so important to know where your CBD products come from. Because Mm. unless it's been on clean land that you know, you don't know what you might be ingesting. You know, Mm -hmm. I see people going to gas stations and getting CBD. I'm like, oh, God, please don't do that. (laughs) You know, you want to get a high quality that you know is safe. And uh, it's really hard to find organic CBD products. And when I um, have my stomach condition and it flares up and, uh, and CBD tinctures and, and different products have been amazing for me to get off of my anti-nausea medications that would have more side effects for me than than mm-hmm. actually help me, uh, where I would take a tincture and, and immediately calm my stomach within 10 to 15 minutes. Wow. Um, so wow. for me, it was something really important that I was like, I saw the results of how amazing it was and what it can do when you get um, a high quality, like, quality product, you know, that you know where it's coming from and to have it organic without any chemicals or stuff that should not be in there. Everything that's on ours is things that you can pronounce. You know what they are. They're probably in your cupboard at home, Um, you know, and and they're safe and they're safe for everyone. So 
Um, that's been our big mission. And, and it was hard to get uh, to make it 100% organic. And we just ended up vertically integrating where we do everything in-house. We grow it, we dry it, we, uh, we formulate, we have a lab on site. We make everything in small batches, like 20 creams at a time to make sure the quality is perfect. And uh, we're, really, we're really proud of that. And to be able to help people not only through the food that they're eating, but also with some plant-based supplements. And we're just doing more and more R&D as time co- goes on here and getting kind of deeper into the research with, with Rodale and, and some other folks, some universities and things, um, and really pushing, pushing it forward of, of what it can be besides what we're doing with it right now. There's so much more that it's capable of. And so it's a really exciting time to be in this emerging industry that's going to do so well for all of humanity. Uh, my husband yeah. calls me the disruptor. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm disrupting one industry to, to well, help start another. I can see that being a disruptor, but I also did an interview with a gentleman a few weeks ago and he said, well, the, the idea, we all understand the idea of a disruptor, but I also see you as a creator. So yes, you're, you're disrupting, but you and your team and all those in Rodale, you're, you're creators of something. So Ashley, you, you've you've accomplished so much, and I guess you started to answer this question, but I can't imagine sitting in a boardroom with you guys or wherever you sit and saying, "Well, what's our vision for 2025 or or 2030?" But I guess you started to answer that. But uh, tell me something that's on your mind for 2025, 2030, or 2050, whatever you're thinking about. Talk to me about yeah. that. Well, we had we had a five year plan that has moved up, so it's been accelerated. So we're already marching towards our our next project, um, and that's to use the hemp plant to replace plastics. Uh, mm. That is our big mission right now. We're doing a lot of research and development with uh, with various folks on making this happen. Um, so we're really proud to be moving that forward a little bit quicker than we had anticipated. Um, it's, it's wild. My, my husband's a professional surfer. So we've been, you know, in Indonesia with plastic touching us in the ocean. We know what, what other beaches and coastlines are experiencing. That's going to be hitting the U S soon. And once Mm -hmm. it does, we won't be able to reverse it. And so people don't really think about it. Oh, it's not my problem, right? That's not happening here. Well, it's, it's coming for us. They're estimating by 2050 that there's going to be more plastic than fish in the ocean. How sad is that for our, for our, wow. Yeah. Um, So that's something that's really personal to us. And that's our next step is to be able to utilize the entire hemp plant and to, you know, uh, make biodegradable hemp plastic products that biodegrade in a hundred days instead of a thousand years. Right now it takes a water bottle, typical water bottle, a thousand years to biodegrade. Wow. I, I uh, coach a lot of business folks, and I often say to them, you need to think big. Um, I don't have to tell you that. <laughs> I, I, think you got, <laughs> I think you've got that down down pat. So, Ashley, so, you know, wonderful conversation, wonderful education. Um, to wrap up, is there anything that you wanted me to ask you that I didn't or any point that you'd want to drive home? Um, I, I, I have two things, uh, you know, wrote, written down, the idea of soil health and the idea of food as medicine. But those are my thoughts. Anything you'd like to add to help us close? Yeah, and I think, you know, we're really trying to, to educate everyone. So we've opened our facility up for tours, for educational classes. We have a kids program, a veteran 
uh, veteran farmer training program. So just trying to really use uh, opportunities to engage children and adults alike, show them what is different than, you know, our, we're not just a farm. We're, we're a research station um, and discovery center and educational platform to educate mm-hmm. others on the problems. You know, we've all seen it firsthand with the supply chain disruptions with COVID. And if we can develop and go back to the way it was with local supply chains, then we're all a lot more secure in our future God forbid if these, you know, incidences like we're dealing with right now continue or get worse in the future. Um, So we're really, you know, we're really working towards that. We're so proud of Rodale and all the work that they do. Last Friday at our event, they announced a white paper, a scientific white paper study saying that if every bit of farmland was switched over to regenerative organic practices, that 100% of the carbon crisis would be eliminated. Like that's big. That's huge. That's you know? big. Yeah, that's big, actually. We, yeah. we want as many people to learn about that as possible. So we started the Pokin Organics Foundation, where we're going to help fund people to transition, pay their, you know, give them grants to pay for the transition fees for the certification and teach them how to do the paperwork. Because that's one of the big things that farmers just get scared of the paperwork. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're working through trying to to really make a difference with that. And Rodale Institute is just amazing. They're putting the science behind all of this work. Um, you know, Jeff Catch's interview that he had with you was amazing. We're proud that um, our CBD product is the only product in the world to bear the Rodale Institute logo. Mm-hmm. Because we work with them so closely and, and in regenerative organic ways. So it's just about, you know, teaching people that we all can make a difference. We all can have an impact as small as it might be. that it builds up and and to do whatever you can in your small corner of the world to make a difference and whether that's just buying from a local farmer's market supporting a local farm choosing to eat organic you know one meal a day two meals a day whatever you might be able to afford because the more organic local farmers that we have then the price will go down and Mm -hmm. we won't be shipping it in from other countries and 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 relying on them for our food for our food supply. So my guest has been Ashley Walsh. She is the president and founder of Pocono Organics. They are in Long Pond, Pennsylvania. Their website is PoconoOrganics.com. You can also find them on Facebook, so go there. You want to look at everything they're doing, white papers, etc. cetera. Uh, and, of course, we've been mentioning Rodale Institute. They are RodaleInstitute.org. So I want to thank Rodale Institute for allowing the Business Builders Show and Business Builders Media to bring what I consider this very important message to our audience of business people and educators across America. So, Ashley, thanks again for being part of the show. Thank you for having me, Marty. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to The Business Builders Show on the Business Builders Media Network. Find all our shows and many other great podcasts at businessbuildersmedia.com. That's businessbuildersmedia.com.